Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. And I might play some music now. You ready? Wow. Go. Hello, Egg Chasers. This is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. The podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. The podcast about rugby nominated for a UK audio and radio award alongside the biggest broadcasting giants in the industry but we are just three lads who love rugby three mates uh, i'm tim that's jb hello tim and there is philip hello tim philip are you wearing a uh, british and irish lion shirt in solidarity with sean o'brien today <laughs> uh that wasn't my thinking uh it's more for the facebook live audience but yeah l- let's go with sean o'brien yeah 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 that, that will definitely be something we talk about today um yes we are on facebook live so if you're listening to this on the apple podcast or Acast or anywhere else that you get your podcast uh, you can have a look at the rugby dungeon and the new lighting which jb has installed Ooh. in it oh my god i can't tell you how hard this lighting was to get i had to deal with the drib literally a dribbling idiots <laughs> <laughs> literally a dribbling yeah, yeah, idiot literally uh i'm not gonna be any more unkind about his physical char- char- characteristics because i can be so brutal about his mental ones um these lights yeah i actually had to find them myself on their stock list so i asked the guy do you have have lights the answer was no okay well you have lights on on the website sorry we don't have lights in store okay but if when i press the light button here and i order it it says it can be here in 30 minutes so where are they coming from? Can you get me some lights, please? <laughs> Which drone is going to bring that in 30 minutes? Exactly. So then we had this this almost equally as stupid conversation as, well, sorry, sir, I can't guarantee that there's no damage to them. We've got two sets, right? Two sets, one has got damage. Well, give me the other set, please. He goes, I know what I'll do. I'll order you in some brand new ones. They'll come on Tuesday. No, give me the lights now. Give me the lights right now. <laughs> so uh, that's, uh, that's, that was my afternoon spent, really. And I was also horribly hungover and bad tempered. So that, that, that didn't help. <laughs> there's a there's a Jessup's employee somewhere complaining about a literal dribbling idiot who wanted to buy some lights <laughs> off him. He came in sweating and bad tempered. <laughs> he stunk of booze. <laughs> sure, he hits his wife. <laughs> All right, so uh, leave us a review on the Apple Podcast Store and, uh, yeah, find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the rest of it. You know the score. Uh, So on this podcast, we're going to be talking about the Avicii Premiership, the Pro 14, uh, the England squad, training squad, which Eddie Jones announced and what that could mean ahead of the Autumn Internationals. Uh, We already alluded to it there. Sean O'Brien's outburst, is that the right word? Or just very honest words. Outburst comments. is... is yeah. well, we out, comments. Outburst is just um, we don't know if the tabloid... Um, is, we don't know if they are honest, do we? Uh, I don't think he would not be I, honest. Yeah, I, th- okay. I think they're, I'm I just think saying they're we honest. There, we weren't there, so yeah, that's the 
whole thing, isn't it? Well, well we, we will get into that and more. However, I have just come from Exeter Chiefs versus Wasps and uh, managed to get here in the end. I, I, I mentioned it on a previous podcast. There's a guy who works for BT Sport called uh, Aid who does all the... He's like the stats man. Yeah. yeah. You ask him a question, he'll go and find out the answer and he's an encyclopedic knowledge uh, of rugby. Um, you would love him, Phil. Sounds like my kind of guy. So yeah, so he produces these kind of commentary biographies for for the commentary team. Just you know some, and there's a there's a section called miscellaneous, and I I thought what I'll do is I'll just pick out some miscellaneous facts. You have to try and guess which player. Okay. Is is referring to? Ooh, so this is from Exeter Wasps. Exeter Wasps. Yes. So miscellaneous. This player. This person. Which player that was involved today is diabetic, and, uh, the, and ding. Go on. Henry Slade. Correct. The devilishly handsome Henry Slade. Henry Slade, yeah. 1-0. Other diabetic rugby players include Chris Chris Pennell, Pennell, yeah. Uh, There's probably others as well. Famously diabetic, which isn't what you want to be famous for. (laughs) (laughs) Henry Slade also admits to being extremely tidy and having a string of OCD tendencies. This is true. This is true. So, miscellaneous. Was in the same school class as one of Phil's favourites and another devilishly handsome uh, specimen, Tommy Bowe. Um, I know. Uh, fly half kicking Steenson. Yes, one all. Uh, so, which person said at their previous club, or at a previous club anyway, um, it took time to get used to greeting every single player individually with a handshake every morning before training started? It's got to be a Wasps player, that. There's no way Wasps are not doing multiple handshakes. Oh, see, I was thinking No, is that, Bath. It was at his previous club. Yeah, I was thinking Bath. As in, the previous club was Bath, so I'm thinking Woodburn or De- Devoto, I guess. Oh, maybe. Were well, you both wrong? It was Nick White. Montpellier, that's the thing they do. Montpellier, they, they all shake hands with everybody every day. Is it not uh, two kisses on the che- on each cheek? Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Okay. Um, I just lost my spot then. Uh, so it's one all currently. Okay, um, doing, a, doing a BA in business studies. Tim. So it's one all. Uh, next question then: Which one, which player that was involved in Exeter versus Wasps does this re- relate to? Uh, born, well, sorry, twenty nine yesterday, went to the same school as Joel Stransky, Craig Joubert, Butch James, John T. Rhodes, and Kevin Peterson. Crikey! Ooh. From which game? Today, Exeter v Wasps. Twenty nine yesterday. De Jong. No. Uh, Phil, do you want to have a guess? Did he play? Yeah, started. Started. Uh, I'm going to say then Don Armand. Don Donovan Wade Armand it is. <laughs> Don Donovan Wade Armand. Yeah. Wow, wow. Right. Great name. So, this player, again a starter, competed in the English School's Shot Put Championship. Hmm. Matt Mullen. Didn't start. He did, incorrect. Oh, did he? he started oh, sorry. Uh, Harry Williams. Incorrect. It was Jake Cooper Woolley. Oh. There you go. Uh, and still won all. This is the decider then. Didn't start playing rugby until he was 16. Former hockey player. Uh, 16. Former hockey player. Age 26. It's going to be a second row or something, isn't it? They don't start till late. Uh, Simmons? Incorrect. JB, you, you can have a guess. 
Keenan Mile. Did he start today? He didn't play. He didn't, wasn't Simonson. He was injured. No, because he's at no. Villa. Was uh, Nathan Hughes? What? Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. What, what, ice hockey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the big old that in Fiji. <laughs> right. Uh, we're going to talk some rugby there. We've got, we got loads to talk about. Where where shall we start then? Should we should we start with Eddie's England squad? Yeah, oh, go, go for oh, it. Okay. Yeah, well, just, um, just what, what did you make of that then? So the, the kind of headline, the headlines are, there's, there's a lot of stuff you expected. Um, there's three notable omissions. So what, just go, taking each Four, of those in turn. Well, probably more than that, yeah. But what do you make of Jonathan Joseph not being involved? Was okay. that that's a shot in the arm? That's a kick up the backside, isn't it? You haven't been playing well. Uh, yeah, you're out. I think it is. So this this isn't the squad for the autumn internationals. This is a training camp that starts tonight, but it is the kind of. Uh, it's like the preliminary, yeah. Yeah, it's the yeah, the preliminary act prior to the autumn internationals. Okay, so my I've got two feelings on this. Okay, the first, which is kind of the more logical one, the nicer one is, you, he just doesn't need to see these guys up close and personal. We know what um, JJ can do. We know what um, Hassel can do, so on and so forth. So he knows these players inside. Yeah. Out so anyway. outside centres, we know what Daly can do. We know yeah. what we know what Teo can do. Yeah. So it's not like he needs these guys back. And also, you know, England camps are notoriously brutal, uh, particularly under Jones. So do do these Lions really need to go to it? That would be that be be my other thought. Well, Elliot Daly's there. Yeah, so is Ben Taylor, it's, and they played. So was, they were Test match players. So is yeah. Owen Farrell. Owen Farrell, Test match player. Yeah, so maybe that doesn't. So is Itodji, who's so, a Test match player. Dan so Cole. Then the very very um, Eddie Jones thing to do would just be to send a message to senior guys, and I think that's probably what's going on here. Well, I, I think the, look at the ones he selected uh, that he's dropped. Uh, Jonathan Joseph has not been playing like he can do. Agreed. And Henry Slade has been playing out of his skin at 13. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. James Haskell has come back from injury. Uh, I, he, he only came off the bench last week, and then the, that incident with Marla happened. And then love t- that. today, after the selection, yeah, I know we talked about that last week. So good. We all love it. Uh, he did sound a little bit like a schoolboy. You can't do that. You can't do that to me. Sir, uh, he, sir, he touched sir. my hat. You can't do that. I love uh, it. But but he was largely because of Exeter. He was completely in it. Well, not completely, but he was largely ineffectual. He was. He he didn't have his best game today. No, but he didn't. I mean, BT's pointed out in the warm up, like he was having some prehab, or they were massaging his neck or something. I mean, he didn't look himself. Is prehab a word? Prehab, yeah. Prehabilitation, yeah. yeah. I like it. Uh, so so Haskell. It could be a, coming back from injury. Take your time, get some games under your belt, and we'll have a look at the Curry lad yep. and, uh, and and whatnot, <laughs> and Sam Underhill. That that's interesting. The the Curry lad. Yeah, yeah. One, o- only one of them, Tom. I thought they came as a pair. I thought yeah. they came as. A pair. I don't know. I li- you know. I I don't watch much much sale, but if I did, I think they'd be very hard to, to tell apart. As in, I don't know which one's better. I literally <laughs> do not know. I think Eddie Jones has now cl- cottoned on to what. Steve Diamond hasn't, which is select one, have them both there, and you get, <laughs> <laughs> you get exactly you get a completely fresh player at half, half time. time. Yeah, perfect, mate. Without perfect. having to make a replacement. I tell you what, the England back row options are frightening for the future. Uh, the Currys, um, Underhill, but then eight. I mean, obviously everyone's going to talk about Sam Simmons, rightly so. But they forgot about Mercer at Bath. He's yeah. amazing. He's actually amazing. Yeah, he's not anywhere near the Bath side though. So we not- we got we got. A, you say the things are amazing for the future, and they are very promising. But there's a big difference between a promising Oof. 
a promising young player and a world-class so international. There are, there are international teams that would play Curry, Underhill and Simmons right now. Like Germany. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so what are you making in the Haskell one? It's like he'll be back come the autumn internationals. Yeah. But yeah. he's just being given a little bit of a breather. I, I JJ, so. JJ, I think, is a, your, your position's under, uh, under risk. You better pull your finger out. I don't, I, I don't, I don't, so, sorry, go on. Yeah, I don't think his position is actually under threat. I just think this is... A, a tool that Eddie Jones is using to get him to pull his finger out. Uh, Kyle Sinclair. In- <laughs> interesting. See, I've never really felt Kyle Sinclair was that highly rated by England anyway. Uh, he's always been a bench option. Yeah. And I mean, they like him coming off the bench. I, again, same sort of thing. Maybe, maybe it's rest. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's a message. Don't get too far ahead of yourself. Yeah. I think probably similar to Jonathan Joseph, it might be an attitude thing. Because he, he had that indiscipline in a... In the, the other game the other week, uh, he, oh, did he? he was what, get, what did he do? He was getting frustrated yesterday yeah. against Leicester. Um, he's had a few bits of indiscipline, like in the in the Lions, mm. both the second and the third test. He was so close to losing it. So perhaps it is that kind of thing, that mentality. Yeah, but he didn't lose it. That's the thing, though. You know, You're he right. Didn't. He he didn't quite. And the only other one is George Cruz, and, I, and that, so that's, that's clearly just... That's uh, injury. He's got so much credit in the bank. He's not. He, he's playing well. He, yeah. run, he was running the Saris line-out yesterday. That's a uh, take-your-time coming back. And So you've got three experienced guys in Launchbury, Laws, Anitoji, and then Yules and Isiqua are the two kind of younger... I know Yules is actually older than Itoji, but they're the kind of younger coming through guys. So you've got five quality mm. players there. I d- just going back to the Haskell thing... He's he's a he's a big character and he brings a lot to whatever squad he's in. Yes, but I don't think he is going to continue to merit been, his spot anymore. We, be, we have done this podcast for four years, and for four years we've listened to you not particularly like Haskell. I mean, what it is, it, you used to hate him until you met him, and then suddenly no, you were his biggest is, fan. That that is not true. That that is slander. <laughs> um, but you know, you can't argue with when he plays. He does bring. He does bring a lot, um, a, uh, a lot to the table. In fact, I'd actually say his performances merit all of like the social media nonsense. So I think he'll be fine as soon as he gets fit and get and gets back into it. And the other thing, oh, he was, he was incredible. Twenty sixteen in Australia, yeah, he was. He was genuinely world class in 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 that test series. Uh, since then, been com- injured. I mean, almost. A whole well, year yeah, in, in- no, I, I get that. But equally, I, I think that the, the game is moving in a direction where he might be outmoded. He might be. In, in, uh, in, and, in what uh, respect? What, what area of the game are you not convinced about? The the, the ball is in play more. Mm-hmm. Um, there are more. There's more broken field. There's more. There's more moments of where skill set needs to be at a higher level than he has. He's incredible as a defensive destructive tackler. Mm. His, his ball carrying is not is not a strength, and his his uh, handling skills are not a strength he's a kind of one uh, and i mean I, I, what i'm saying he's a very 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 good at this so it's not to denigrate him as an overall player but and he's it's one trick pony is not the word i want to use but i can't think of another way to put it he just does one job mm. and i think I, I i don't know i i think come the world cup 2019 he may well still still be involved because of the big character and everything else he brings off the pitch i don't think on the pitch he's going to he's going to merit a spot Wait and see, because I think there's been a lot of people waiting for Haskell to, to to fall off the train for a long time. I think he will. The only, the only thing which worries me is age, but yeah, I think he'll be fine. 
We'll see. It, the back row is interesting. So obviously we've lost Billy. Big Billy. Clifford's come in. Um, but they've only picked, so they picked three flankers, Rob Shaw, Underhill and Tom Curry. Um, Clifford, I think he's come as an eight. He can be an auxiliary flanker. But because they've picked five second rows, that means that he is going to be looking again at Itoji or Laws yes. as a number six, yeah. which well, is why not? Which is your kind of five and a half point that you're making just well, the other yeah. week. To... Well, Ben K was making, but yeah, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, I agree. So that'll be interesting. But as, as you're quite right to point out, Phil, it is only a training squad, and it's a month until the international squad is announced. By which time there will have been six rounds of Avicii Premiership, and there will have been two, two, rounds, two rounds of, of... Europe. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll get a big bit more of a picture there. Um, yeah, I I can I can't see anyone really coming into this squad apart from players who've already been in the England camps, like Haskell, like Sinclair, like Jonathan Joseph. Yeah, I can't, for example, no matter how well he plays, see Rocket Aguni breaking into this squad now. I think it's settled enough, and this is the opportunity to see new guys like Marcus Smith, like Curry and Underhill. Um, Rather than like Tom Dunn, who's in the squad, rather mm. than uh, nearer the time. Yeah, I, th- I think I think you make a very fair point. Um, so there we go, England squad. It, that's quite a good question. If if uh, on Facebook, leave your messages or on Twitter at Rugby Podcast. If you're listening to the podcast, then uh, who isn't hasn't been involved in the England squad that you think could get come in by next month? So I'm, I, I'm racking my brains and I can't. I can't think of any contenders. So the one looking down the squad, the places where they're they're weak, they've only got two tight heads, but they've got three loose heads and three hookers. Mm-hmm. That's Sinclair's spot, really. Uh, they need another six, but I think it'll be filled by Itoji or Laws. Um, then the other spot, so in that squad that's light, is probably thirteen, with Slade or possibly Teo being the ones who are going to fill it. Yeah. But Slade, so Slade is so similar to Farrell when he plays 10, Lazowski when, sorry, Farrell when he plays 12, Lazowski when he plays 12, or Piers Francis when he plays 12, that I can only imagine Slade is being considered as a 12. So it's whether then Tio or, or, or possibly Daly is going to be that 13 spot. He seems to fancy Daly as his winger though, doesn't he? But Yeah. Yeah. I can't see I can't see him playing Slade at thirteen if he's got Ford and Farrell yeah, or right. Ford and Francis or Ford and Lazowski. You've then just got three. Henry ball Slade's players. a tough, tough guy he, though. He, he is. He, he sticks his shoulder in. He does, and he, he's got a decent turn of pace, but he's not got the turn of pace as someone like uh, Daly or Jack, uh, Jonathan Joseph. Yeah, and he doesn't stick his shoulder in to the same level as someone like Tio but, or Manu, for yeah. example. Mm. He's so similar to the 12s that um, Eddie Jones has been playing, which is why I can't see him playing anywhere other than 12, even though we've seen most of his rugby as a 13. Interesting. I have got one name for you. Go on. Uh, And it links us nicely into one of the games, I guess. Woodburn. (laughs) Do you know what? The other one would be for me, and and how long have have I and, well, all of us been banging this drum, Don Armand. My yes. goodness me! Yeah. What so, an engine! Yeah. What what a guy! What a player! So yeah, there yeah, we can we can lead well, into that game then because Woodburn and Armand again showed up big. Yeah, again. Don, Don Armand, if if looking at kind of five and a half slash six and a half, who I know Don Armand was Don, Don Armand was wearing seven today, 
but he's so abrasive, he's so big, so strong, he can jump in the line-out. He takes a load of line-out balls. Yeah, to... he's perfect to fill that, that As Austin Healy role. says, he's built like a skip, and he's got a good point. Like a skip? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's massive. He's massive. He's he is a huge he is massive. man. Skip kind of stood up. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. He has the kind <laughs> of Exeter trademark haircut. Have you noticed the haircut that a lot of the yes, guys I have? have. Thomas the Francis has it as well. More it's like, Dicky. Well, yeah. In, it, it's in kind of. It's so, it, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's very short up the side, and there's kind of. It's not a mohawk. It's like um. It's like a cross between a regular haircut and a mohawk. It's. it's it's like a, a, a mullet hybrid. It's certain, there's certainly elements of the mullet in there's there. There's definitely element, elements of do, a mullet in they there. Call it, do they, the kids call it a skin fade. <laughs> skin fade. <laughs> What's, I seem to think I've heard the term scullet before. What does that mean? I'm going to look. No, skullet no, is um, like bald at the front. And, is, yeah. is it? Oh, and yeah, yeah. Skullet. Yeah, like Andy Goo's yeah. old hair. Yes. Yeah, it's definitely not a skullet. <laughs> uh, I was going to uh, mention someone else as well there. Oh yeah, there needs to be an inquest over young um, young Marcus Smith's hair. <laughs> Not really happy about it's these... boy boy band hair, isn't it? Yeah, who needs to have a chat? He looks like a rabbit in the headlights constantly. You know, like some people have funny game faces. People talk about uh, like Phil Jones, the Manchester United footballer, does that funny derp face. Oh where, yeah, where he looks like Beaker out of the Muppets. Mm. Marcus Smith just has a petrified face. Um, he, he does. His eyes go really yeah, he wide. Does. He, he just looks really scared when he does stuff which I, I'd be petrified if I had Don Armand or someone like that running at me and I was 18 years Greg of age Bateman. and 12 stone wet <laughs> Greg Bateman yeah we've what had a, f- a try Greg Bateman yeah we've had a few people on uh, Twitter saying he looks like Rufio from Hook which I think is a brilliant lookalike <laughs> it's amazing yeah very good uh, right so X the Chiefs the champions and that was a, a champion like performance they were bloody brilliant mate Dominated. They were was. so good. Like I, I, you know, I'm not from the, uh, the, you know the Cornwall Devon area. I have no affiliations to, to, to Exeter. I don't even particularly look forward to watching them play. But when they do play, I so behind them it's ridiculous because I just love what they do. They are almost the epitome of a well coached, um, committed team. They're, they are amazing. They are a proper unit. Yeah. As in, like we've said this over and over again, but. It, it really rung true today. They are more than the sum of their parts. Yep. They work so well together. Their defence is so good. There was a period, I think it was the start of the second half, where Wasps were attacking and just the pressure. So Wasps were attacking just around the 22, Exeter's 22. And the pressure from the Exeter defence meant that Wasps, 14 phases later, were behind their own 10 metre line. Yeah. Just pressure. And then kick the ball pressure. away. Yeah. yeah, and kick the ball and away. I tell you what, when, when they return. have the ball, it's just relentless grind. And that's not to take away from the nice rugby they play, because they, they know when to, when to play nice rugby. But when they've got that just that little pod of three... Percentages. One off, oh, yeah. one off the yeah. line, and it's grinding and gruelling. It's um, I, I love it. I love that so much. Uh, and the contrast today was stark between Wasps and Exeter. Wasps, I've said it a million times, I'll say it again, they are a talent-based team. And as soon as you match their talent, and you can't, and they don't score a hundred thousand points, they, they 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 just have no grit. They have no fights. They need to be they need to be ahead to win, and they need to be allowed to um, allowed to score. But if you match if if you match their talent like uh, Exeter did today, they've got nothing. Well, well could, go on, Phil, sorry. I'm going to say that's a really good point about matching their talent because so just a couple of the names on that Wasps team sheet, um, 
Daly and Wade, who I, I have I've been criticised previously because I've called Wade a flat track bully. Yeah, agreed. But today, he didn't have anything his own way. No. He got the ball and he was immediately harried and closed down. Woodburn did a great job the, on him. The, the Woodburn defence is even more impressive than his actual attacking. He just shepherded him. Shepherded, just shep, shepherded, him, shepherded, him, shepherded him, wait for the cover to come, bang, he's in touch. Yeah. It's brilliant but you stop those boys Wade and Daly and Nathan Hughes from getting the front football the quick ball the space that they crave and Exeter did that really well and it makes Wasps kind of easy to play against yeah they need a little bit more launchbury in their team if, if they're to be successful and I'm going to I worry about them going forward because you know the, the sparkle Danny Cipriani provides is undoubted but it's a sparkle of him combined with Jimmy Gopper one, it's the yeah, yeah, it's the two of them. One of them alone isn't enough. So Jimmy Gopeth playing at ten today, yeah, he did all right. He's a high end Premiership ten, but he isn't the player he is when he's got the free reign with Danny Cipriani. Oh, it, was, it was it was static, lateral, slow, but then the pressure extra we're putting on was highlighting that. Yeah. Just just I, I love every time I go down to Sandy Park, I, I just love that club, love that club. I, I I was at university there when the the move to Sandy Park was happening and. From the county ground and stuff, so I've got I've got a soft spot in that sense. But um, I, I was talking to Phil about this when we were making a brew in the kitchen earlier, JB. But uh, mm-hmm. so I don't think you were there. But the cr- the stands were full half an hour before kickoff. Is that right? Yeah, it's like well, not the host- not the big stand where all the hospitality people were. They take they take their time coming <laughs> out. Yeah, it's full, full inside. Yeah, full yeah, inside yeah. the stand. But the, the the three sides were rammed twenty minutes before kickoff. Rammed, and the the ten minutes before kickoff, the tomahawk chop chant was was loud, blaring out, and um, I just proper. It's just an amazing setup. So I I, I love that club. I, I I do have a little bone to pick with Rob Baxter though. Go on. Ooh. So I am here uh, in the rugby dungeon doing the podcast. Just. Just. <laughs> but my goodness me, I'm only here because the fly B flight to Manchester was delayed. <laughs> because right, so this is a very Rob Baxter thing to do. This, how lovely is this? So they've just had a really dominant win against Wasps, uh, you know, and we everyone thought it was going to be close. And Exeter just, as we've been saying, dominated them. So Rob Baxter said to Ali Heifer, who's the now the head coach, because yep. Rob Baxter is now director of rugby, said, up, yep. said, "Go on, Ali, you go and do the TV interview," which is like kind of going, if if we'd have lost, I wouldn't have chucked you under the bus. I'd have gone and fronted up. But as we've had a good win, you go and do it. Go and enjoy yourself a little bit. So what happens is, because BT Sport get the live interview on the telly, you get the director of rugby in the bar or by the pitch or whatever, uh, the Channel 5 highlights, mm-hmm. 8 o'clock on Sunday nights, Indeed, uh, they need to get an interview to go along with theirs. So I do that for... I get the losing director of rugby and I get a coach from the losing team. Is this why they all hate you? Because they, they don't hate you actually. But, but they like only ever see me when they lose. Yeah. 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 So when they see you just in the street, they're like, oh, God, what? Why oh, I'm no. I'm lost lo- the, yeah. losing my job feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so I interview the lose, uh, uh, a coach from the winning team and the losing director of rugby. On this occasion, though, uh, so I normally chat to Ali Heifer if X to lose. Yeah. If X to win, sorry. I chat to Ali Heifer because Rob Baxter would have gone and done the TV. On this occasion, Rob Baxter let Ali Heifer go. And then Rob Baxter just disappeared. So I was like, I've got a taxi waiting outside to take me to the airport I've got to go I'm in a rush so I'm on the this. clock half an hour later Rob Baxter <laughs> r- r- rolls in 
Uh, oh, I was in the bar. I didn't know I had to do this. <laughs> so I pegged it. You know, you, have you ever run that that fat in like civilian Steve- in civilian clothes? <laughs> ever run that hard? St- uh, Steven Seagal running. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Weaving in and out of fans, saying, but I didn't even have the breath to say excuse me. I was like, <laughs> barge people out of the Sorry. <laughs> anyway, did you explain you had a podcast to do? Because I'm sure they'd be very sympathetic <laughs> if you did. So Rob Baxter um, nearly cost uh, cost me being at the pod today, but. Um, Unfortunately, I love that man. So. Did you have uh, Jack Knoll's taxi company just in case you didn't make it to the airport? What? When Jack Knoll, do you not remember when he was due to be on the Lions flight on the the day after oh, the yeah, Premiership he final? A taxi, didn't he, from... he went back. He went from London to Exeter, had the day on the piss with the Exeter boys, and then got a taxi back to London to fly out of Heathrow. Yeah, lad. What would a taxi from Exeter to London be? A few hundred quid. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. not, oh, you can't get Ubers anymore. So how many uh, oh, well. how many taxis to London would you have to get to get one England match fee? <laughs> probably, be going back, probably going back and forth like for the next G- month. That should be a, like, that should be a GCSE <laughs> maths question. Come on, Matt. Come on, Phil. How, yeah, hundred taxis. But how long would it take you? How many days of your life <laughs> would be eaten up? Um, let's, let's talk about another match, shall we? Go on. Okay. Cheetahs Leinster. Okay. Did anyone see this? No. So it was I've amazing. S- I've seen some of the highlights. Some great tries scored by both teams, actually. Yeah. But, so, how good are the cheaters? Well, I don't know. <laughs> so, I really well, don't know. I, I'd say this across the board. Because, like, Ospreys, look at them. They can't be a bad team, but they're they playing really terribly. Are, I mean, they've just kind of, they've completely lost. We lost thought interest. Edinburgh were good, now they're not. We thought... We thought Northampton were awful. Now they're good. We yeah. thought Leicester were going to be incredible. Then they were bad. Now we're not so sure. It's so... This season is so weird. Well, I do have a slight issue. I mean, okay. So, first of all, you can't criticise the Cheetahs because the Cheetahs just went out and played a game against whoever Leinster put up against them. Um, as for the Leinster organisation, bit of a shambles. Um, obviously, they had Visa Gates. Then they had... Keenan Healy getting off a plane. Yeah. Um, but let me just see if I can find the Leinster team. So I've got it here. Yeah. Oh, have you? Just read out the team. So Joey Carberry, Dave Kearney, Noel Reed, Issa Nasewa, who somehow must have got a visa. Yeah. Uh, He's flown back, got a visa, flown in again. Barry Daly, uh, who got, got a hat-trick. Hat no, Ro- I've never heard of him. Yeah, I've not. Um, I've heard of him now. Uh, Ross Byrne, Jameson Gibson-Park. Kean Healy, James Tracy, Michael Bent, Ross Maloney, Mick Carney, Jordy Murphy, J- Josh Van der Fleer, and Jack Conan. So I've heard of the back row. I'm going to struggle to tell you who the front five are. Apart from Kean Healy. Yeah. So, I mean, the point I'm trying to make, and people go mental about this, oh, they're all internationals, or, you know, it, it, you know the Leinster fans will, uh, will scream blue, blue murder like when I criticise their team selection against Munster over Christmas. It's not that these guys are bad. It's just, where are the really good guys? Yeah. They're like the really good guys that win your European Cups. Where are those guys? And why are they... Or is this what we're to look forward to in the Pro 14? That everyone goes to South Africa and treats it just a bit, you know, a bit like a dross? Well, they might not anymore after uh, Cheetahs put 40 points or 38 points well, on Leinster. Or, or, or maybe they will. Or maybe they will. Because actually you go, you know what? The amount of... The amount it's going to take out of the guys the international players with the yeah. travelling and mm-hmm. all the rest of it maybe it's not worth it maybe actually just like well we'll take our chances we'll trust the squad and we'll win all our home games yeah so maybe Johnny Sexton so the pro, it's very played, French yeah I was going to say this, the Pro 14 is now the top 14 <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's what we're asking having said that the game itself I mean the 
it reminded me of watching like like an A team game, which is it was just so fast. It was, the, the cheaters looked like they were playing sevens, which isn't surprising because they've got a bunch of sevens players playing for them. <laughs> um, yeah, they completely run run them off the park. Well, if if we're saying how good are the cheaters, and we don't really know how bad are Southern Kings, we can pretty much answer that one definitively. Oh, there, they, they, they just shouldn't exist. I mean, that's that's, <laughs> a, that's a problem with them. Um, but they do, and we've got. And, yeah. and we've got, and we've got we talked about them last week. They're just they, they are very, very bad. So, they, so they lost forty-three seventeen at home to Zebra. Yeah. Uh, what? But the other Italian team. Let's give. Let's give them. <laughs> when props. was the last time Zebra went away from home? Uh, when was the last time Zebra scored forty points anywhere? When was the last time any Italian team went in the <laughs> Southern Hemisphere? <laughs> Seriously, when? <laughs> And uh, how many people watch this magnificent And what, event? what a weekend for Italian rugby, because Treviso got themselves backed up the win last week yeah. with with another. Beating, beating Ospreys. An, an Osprey side that included Lion James Hook. Yep. Well, well. talk about... Lion, I mean, Dan Bigger. So what is happening? Lion, Justin Tipperick. I'm going to give you a list of players now. You tell me, what is happening to this almost golden generation of Welsh players who should actually be in their prime now, and none of them are. They seem to be, they, they seem to be coming to a shuddering halt. So North has found a bit more form, to be fair to him. Like Jamie Roberts should be at the height of his powers now, and not really doing it. James, no, James he's Watt, like a, he's like an NFL Declani. running back. NFL running backs have a much shorter career than an NFL fair. quarter quarterback, and because you just put in your body in harm's way with with the ball, without the ball. So he, he's. Yeah, he's not not, is, not quite a spent force, but not far off it. Yeah, well, it feels well, like at, that. I at, mean, at his compared to his height. I hope I'm wrong, and I hope that he turns it around in time for you know Six Nations, and we can see the Jamie Roberts of old who makes all the hard yards and makes lots of hits. But I just don't see it, and it's same with Hawk. I mean, he's just continually getting worse. Yeah. What about Lee Halfpenny as well? Lee Halfpenny, twenty-eight-year-old, yeah, fullback, outside back. He should be in his prime, and he's just halved his salary. To go back to Wales, yeah, already uh, three Lions tours. <laughs> yeah, wow. So, yeah, they, each Lions tour slightly worse than the last. Do you know what? I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm going to jump to another uh, to another fixture then. Yes, please. Um, because just just briefly, because one person we didn't mention in relation to England and in that back row, and someone who would probably be think, hold on, you should be mentioning my name, Mark Wilson, and his Newcastle Falcons. Oh, yes. Three wins in the opening four games, including an away win at Sale Sharks and an away win at Bath. Away win at Bath. They got hammered in this fixture last year, 50-something, 10. First win in eight years, I understand. Mm. Yeah. First win in 2009 at the Rec. Now, I'm worried about Bath. We we bought this up with David Flatman, and you and David Flatman crushed me. Um, well, you should have a ding for a name drop there. Forget, <laughs> forget bloody, uh, Where is the, uh, forget bloody Tok H and oh, Tok H, Sale Sharks. Well, we've got ding lot, for, uh, lots of chatting flats. Talk. Ding. <laughs> well, it it, it it was on our um, our podcast. Do you know the one we did in America? Yes, oh, no, yes, no. I know, I know. Uh, so, uh, so your point with flats was they don't have the star power. Yeah. So you guys then listed off a load of stars. Uh, okay, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, which you know doesn't often happen. But I wasn't going to argue with Flats. But then, I just, you know, again, look at the team that they put out. Mm. No, but you, we've, we've talked... So, so, I looked at that team and I... So, I think there's a separate point to the one you made. Yeah. The separate point is they have the stars. They undoubtedly have the stars. Mm. The problem is their squad is shallow. Yeah. So, you take a few stars out of there, you take uh, Watson out there, and you have 
Matt Banahan playing fullback. Take Falatau out. You take Falatau. World class eight, and you got Paul Grant. Paul Grant. Who is Paul Grant? Kiwi solid squad player. Uh, yeah, you. The depth isn't there. No, that's it's not. The, that's the problem. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm. Jack Walker is the young guy from Leeds. I take it, is he? He is the young hooker. Yeah, but you know, Alad Brew is on Brew. Matt Banahan. Yeah. Ugh, come on, boys. What What other team would Alad Brew start on the wing? Uh, not Newcastle. Not Newcastle. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely no. not. There's talk, there's, there's talk of Gonover being uh, targeted by top 14, so I can't remember the one. Um, Did he come from France? Uh, About five or six. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, yeah, as you say, Gonover, DTH van der Merwe now, Alex Tate, um, Sonotti, Sonotti. Yeah. And there's more as well. They've got uh, the Aguja brother. Yeah. Belisaro. Big man for a winger, and not necessarily in a good way. The other Aguja. He's, he he was always a bit heavy set, wasn't so he? So they're two yes. bit they're two Newcastle's two biggest signings haven't played for them yet in the summer. Toby Flood and Maxime Mamos. Oh, yeah, good point oh, yeah. there, So And they're doing doing all right. <laughs> they're doing one. very, very this, well. Very this, weirdly I think that works it works in their favour. So the two Sacchino boys both played. The twelve and the hooker. So John I, Pablo Sacchino and then Mini Chino. Once, yeah, baby Chino, baby, baby Chino. Chino. Yeah, I really like baby Chino. He yeah, is, I do as well. he is a good, he's a very good player. He's the kind of guy who, who plays right on the edge, he puts in some massive hits, some great offloads. But he is a handy player. Well, do you know what I think I quite like about Newcastle, particularly up in that pack, is how they've managed to retain lads that they've bought through. So that's the reason you don't really know them because they've not signed. Signed, signed from other clubs. Sean, Sean Robinson, big unit. Mm. But they've yeah. already got better and better and better. And hopefully, I mean, not that salary cap exists at, anymore if some of the rumours that have been told are true, um, but hopefully that's what the salary cap should do. And the I've, got no, I've got no idea what you're talking about. I don't JB. know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't know what I even said. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll talk about that so, another time. Maybe Great. we'll let someone else. Maybe no, forget it. Um, if so if we do a live unrecorded podcast, we could perhaps talk about that. <laughs> one uh, of the what, what about one of those? Or you find us uh, at a bar. Oh yeah, those Instagram story podcasts that disappears after twenty four hours. Well, where it's what, okay to pour champagne on the floor, that kind of. Oh, absolutely. Well, well watch this space because um, for Christmas we're going to record a very special podcast, which is only available on vinyl. So you'll have to buy that for your <laughs> loved ones. I love that idea. Uh, right, before we go to some other matches, I'm just going to deviate us away from the, the games that happened this weekend yep. to that Sean O'Brien story through oh, the week. So, oh, Shawnee. Oh, Shawnee. So, Billy Vanapola, a week ago, we were talking about him being brave and stepping forward and speaking his mind in relation to player welfare and the the plans that Premiership Rugby had to extend the season. And a lot of players got Joe, Joe Marler was straight on backing him up. Yep, and a number of other players have come on and gone completely with Billy. Brilliant of him to speak out, such a big name. Mm-hmm. Sean uh, Sean O'Brien spoke out and had a very different reaction from a lot of people. <laughs> you could you could you could argue it was equal level of bravery and honesty and forthrightness, but it's been shut down. His criticism of the Lions coaching team, uh, saying that had Eddie Jones been in charge. He thinks the Lions would have won three nil, and that he looks back on that series as an opportunity missed, and they should have beaten New Zealand, and they would have done if they had better coaches. 
uh, citing specifically the he didn't understand the well no he said that Johnny Sexton and Owen Farrell were basically running the attack because the coaching of the attack was poor so yeah, or they didn't understand it yeah so th- there's the two stories isn't there? there's Billy Vonapola and then there's the Sean O'Brien yeah so Billy Vonapola was selling a book it was the day after Sean O'Brien's comments and he got asked to comment on it he didn't really say much other than he really rates Eddie Jones and he thinks he might have won 3-0 had Eddie Jones been coaching. Fine, doesn't really need to say it, but it's not really a story. The Sean O'Brien thing is interesting. So, Well, wasn't Billy asked that after Sean O'Brien had already after, spoken up? Yeah, it was yeah after. he was asked so it he just asked Sean comment, O'Brien had brought it. Comment on the Sean O'Brien yeah. stuff. He's at a press conference selling his book. Yeah. He commented on it. Yeah, But no, but he kept, his, yeah, he kept yeah. his powder dry if he, or his opinion. He just, yeah. Sean O'Brien, the, the world went a bit mad. The day that these Sean O'Brien comments came out, Every man and his dog had gave his opinion on Sean O'Brien. Now, there's a couple of things here. So, first of all, people are, people often criticise rugby players because they're too media trained. They just give the same boring stuff. Yep. They don't tell you anything. They don't give any insight. They say, oh, it was a tough fixture. It's always tough to come to. X we're always club. looking to work hard. Yeah, we've got another week ahead of us. Tough week of training. We'll play next week. Boring. Sean O'Brien has given some genuine, honest insight into the tour, which I, for one, commend him for. Now, what he actually said. So I think he's breaking it down. He said three things. He said Robert Howley wasn't very good as an attack coach and um, Sexton and Owen Farrell ended up running things. I'm pretty sure I could have told you that. I'm pretty sure we all said that prior to the tour even yeah. happening. And do you know what? Can I just point on this? Okay. If there was some of this cultural nonsense going on and some Kiwi guru came... Actually, Kiwi guru was running the show. Um, <laughs> Kiri, Kiwi guru sounds like a hipster band. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they were doing all this like Stuart Lancaster power, power in, player empowerment stuff. We'd be applauding that you know he took a step back and let the senior guys run, run the show. So I've not really got a problem with... with Sexton and Farrell running the attack, and quite frankly, who better to do it? Two of the best uh, Northern Hemisphere fly halves of the last ten years. So is that not a probably massive, the best? Hold yeah. on, hold on, is hold on. Is that not on. a massive high five to Rob Howley? Well, well, no, no, hold on, hold on. No, no, he's unconsciously competent. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the whole point of the Lions, and this is my opinion. Sorry, you were going to finish what Sean O'Brien said. Well, yeah. So first, Rob Howley. That's no surprise to anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Secondly, was that they were overtrained the Thursday before the first test. Now, Gatland, in an interview himself after the first test, said he thought the forwards' legs were tired because mm. they did a, a, a double training session on the Thursday before the first test. So Gatland recognised that point three months ago. So that is that shouldn't come as any surprise to anyone. Yeah. At all. And his final point was. They should have won three nil, which I feel is a bit of a stretch. Cause maybe it, I mean maybe if they stop. I mean Bentio played terribly well, well in the no, first test, didn't he? Ben Bentio did well. He he carried hard in the first test. He carried hard up to that, but they they were very they were seconds away from losing three nil. So mm. to say they well, they should have won three nil so is really, a bit of a stretch. Him saying they should have won three nil, 
uh, I, I'm not particularly interested because no, that's that's but like, it's not, uh, like, you know that's not that's not that's not um incendiary comment is it you you've got to back yourself yeah I, I I don't think it's I don't think it's quite right you've always got to back yourself but I don't think it's quite right given that they were literally seconds away from losing three 0 yeah if if you just pull back from that saying and I, I you know some people have said well done on drawing I'm devastated that we didn't win a series All right can I ask a question yeah, fair enough okay so uh, this training session where they got flogged like two days before. Yeah, it is. the Thursday. Now, these are some of the best professionals in their sport that you know that the world has to offer. Does that do you agree with that? I mean, yeah, these, you know, absolutely. The Lions are the, the pinnacle. In my opinion, a lot of these guys, like take a James Haskell, right? He knows his body incredibly well. Yeah, he he knows all his workout routines. He knows all his diet plans. He knows everything. I think a lot of the lads are very self-aware. So instead of telling them to flog themselves, could they not just hold a fitness session? Or running session where it's kind of you could sign up to do it if you feel you need it. Oh come on! Uh, they could. Well, so they professionals. I, so well, from, from what I've read, I don't think it was a fitness session. It's more trying to get as much information in the players. So you're running match drills over and over and, and over, over and again. over again. Yeah. So listen, so it wasn't just like. Uh, so no, this, it's not just physical. You just said. You just, I well, think you, there's one in relation to this. I think there's one thing you just said, which is absolutely spot on. You said these are the best players. That there are yeah. in the world, or you know, some of them, and and I think that that's it. Is yes, the Lions represents the best of four nations coming together into one. Would anyone like to stand up and say that was the best coaches in four nations put into one? Possibly Warren Gatland, uh, definitely Warren Gatland. Uh, Andy Farrell, yes. No one is standing up and going. Those, those uh, two, no one is standing definitely. up. But but Rob Howley. Graham Roundtree, who seem to be yeah. the two that Sean O'Brien is talking about, the forwards. Yeah, well, forwards getting beat. Well, Warren Gatland's also forwards, but yeah, well, yeah uh, Graham and, and Rob Howley is he's being named. So they let, let's be honest, right? I'm not even making a comment on what they did with the Lions or didn't. I just say it's it's a matter of it's in a matter of opinion, but widely held opinion. They are not the best coaches that were available and that is the element no, that no, I think no, no. Sean O'Brien is probably trying to fix That's... for the Lions in four years time sorry no you, you, you made a very just a tiny error but significant error they are the best coaches that are available they're not the best coaches and that is the problem so no Greg, is... Town, Greg Townsend was available but didn't want to be Rob Howley's assistant well, that's, that's on so him. what's the ethos well, no, of the Lions? He is it, could is have it, been Rob Howley. He could have been Rob Howley. Mm-hmm. And do you think then Sean O'Brien, do you think then Owen Farrell and, and jo, uh, Owen Farrell and Johnny Sexton would have said, what the hell is this? Right, I've got it. I'm, I'm just getting, I'm, I'm doing this. Or do you think Gregor Townsend might have actually? Well, my understanding is it's a little bit more complex than that. So whereas the unions are very, are very happy for you to take the players very happy-ish. No, 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 no. Uh, Gregor no, Townsend Eddie, didn't want to be Rob Howley's assistant. Well, Eddie Jones couldn't have gone. I, you know that that is pretty widely accepted because the RFU wanted him to stay at England because they've, they've all got their summer tours going on. So actually, getting the head okay, coach, Gregor, and... Ta- Gregor Townsend would have gone as attack coach. I think he should have. He yeah. wouldn't have gone. No, he would have gone as attack coach. But Rob Howley was given that, and Gregor Townsend was offered assistant attack ca- yeah. attack well, coach. So a, a couple of things. I think it's a little unfair on on Rob Howley. Not because he's a good coach or a bad coach or anything, just because no one else was there. So you sort of put him in a situation now where Rob Howley has to defend himself, which I don't think is a particularly great place to be. Well, no, there's, there's a, loads of people. There's loads of people that have come out. In fact, the, the, there's more comments of people publicly saying it's been shut down. It's been absolutely shut down, and there's lots and lots of people have come have come out and said 
he shouldn't have spoken out. That's out of order speaking out. So many people have uh, have come out and said that, and it sort of shut down any potential debate. And the debate may have. Uh, there's probably some substance to this. I would imagine my th- my feeling on this is Sean O'Brien played in every single test yep. and was outstanding. He was mm-hmm. brilliant. So he is one person who could come out and say something without fear of anyone going, "Oh, you're just having a whinge because you weren't selected or mm. or whatever." Yeah, my- and so, and I think he was maybe trying to. Do, he was probably trying to do it in quite a selfless way, in the way that Billy Vanapola was in relation to player welfare <coughs> and and lengthening the season. And he's just been shut down, and people aren't people aren't listening. And there might there may be some learns for four years' time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what those learns would be. Maybe put one pick, pick, in charge again, but then don't let him pick his coaches. Pick the best coaches of, uh, that you can. Yeah, uh, did you did you see Sean O'Brien's response that he posted on social media no, a couple I of days after this? So he said. Uh, to be clear, my, my views on the Lions tour were honest and genuine, solely with the intention of building on what was a great tour, yeah. which is your point, Tim. Unfortunately, some people have focused on what I feel could we could have done better instead of what we did well. I have nothing but respect for Warren and the coaching team, in addition to the rest of the backroom staff and the squad of players. But I do believe we, the players and the coaches, could have done better. Fine. Do I believe we could have won the series? Yes. Do I believe the Lions squad in 2021 will be better for this? Yes. If we don't look to build on improve the tour, how can we be better in future? Quite well said. Exactly. So, yeah. Completely agree with that. So uh, I, I, he's, got, I, he's got the best of intentions, and it isn't yeah. trying to throw anyone under a bus. It's trying. It's no, I have no problem at all. I would much like. I, I'd much prefer if he said, "I have total respect for Warren Gatland and most of the coaches." most like in italics i'm not it's not it's not again it's not rob howley if you were offered it you're not going to turn it down are you no no absolutely not it's not rob it's not rob howley's i'm not i don't have no issue with him horribly underqualified to do the lions attacking role i would do it though yeah exactly (laughs) anyone exactly (laughs) (laughs) yeah Oh dear me! So, I, I was—is there a coach at this point you would like to um, maybe don't name them, but is there the, maybe some practices or things that coaches did in the past that you could maybe raise to try and um, improve things for clubs in the future? Hmm. I've got one. Go on then. That was so. This is amateur level. Uh, this was you know I'd, I'd played for Newbury and Manchester by this point, and I was dropped down, dropped down a few levels, and playing for a club where no one's getting paid and everything and I would I, I would have a generally speaking no train no play and that and, and it really it really caused big disharmony when there were players that could just turn up on a Saturday and play exactly. so there you go yeah. but we don't but, no, but none of us play for Broughton Park anymore I think no train no play at that level is exactly right mm. Well, some people have got good reasons why they can't be there, but that's well, fine. Two trading sessions a week, make one of them, you yeah. can play. Well, if, if, you wor- if you're working, fine. Talk H has moved their, their training sessions to eight, 8 o'clock Tuesdays and Thursdays at Platte Lane because um, like we've got so many so many professionals and they find it so hard to get there for get there for um, 7 o'clock, which oh, is bloody difficult. Yeah. Especially with kids and stuff. 8 o'clock is a great great time to train. And on 4G, if anyone's interested. Uh, <laughs> in Where's your bell? Where's the bell? You Ding. Ding. The bell. Ding. Where's your synthetic bell? Have you not oh, got that? I've not got the soundboard open yet. <laughs> no synthetic. Oh, here it is. Here it is. This one for David Flatman. This yep. one for Tok H. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> Should we line it up again for a very brief mention of Saracen's routine win at Sale? 
Oh, I've got a lot to say about this. <laughs> no, I, I thought, no, I thought you might. No, you. No, we don't need to talk a lot about we, this. I, I think we do. I think we do. What do, you, not, what do yeah. we possibly well, let, need to talk about? Let's, what let's what did we learn about anybody? Well, first and first and foremost, how amazingly well prepared are the sale kitmen? I mean, this is they. They really are at the height of their powers now. What are you talking about? Having a faff, the clerk tension. I mean, how did they know? How did they know? <laughs> it was five minutes before uh, before before kickoff. AJ picks up a strain. Presumably, the kitmen have got a numbered shirt for every player in the squad. So yeah. they're right. So but they've got uh, Ross Harrison fourteen. You would imagine so. <laughs> they've got Sam James. Two. Yeah. Damn it, we never got to see Avian Lewis Roberts thirteen. <laughs> oh, but it is still, I'm sure that, that, that I'm sure that this here, this is um if you Facebook Live's still working, it's probably not. Thanks, Meville. Um, <laughs> but this shirt here, I'm sure is an Avian Lewis Roberts shirt. Um it's extra, extra, extra large, and I've got Tom Brady on the back of it. <laughs> so, you know, these things do exist. So uh, yeah. So um so a cynic might suggest that they were trying that Sale potentially knew that there was a, a niggle with AJ McGinty. They knew that Fafter Clerk might have to start and they were trying to keep their powder dry. But yeah. I'm sure that's not what happened. No, yeah. a, cynic, a cynic would no. say I'm sure it's just a strain. Just a strain in the warm up. Yeah, exactly. And and they carry hang on, how many shirts would that be? Phil, fifteen times fifteen? <laughs> well, no, because they'll need every squad member. So it, twenty-three times it's, twenty-three. It's, well, yeah, but they'll need the wider squad. So they'll need like thirty-five times twenty-three. Yeah. Well, you work that out, and uh, yeah, that that's how many shirts sells. I mean, so and know. and of course they'll need Steve Diamond one to fifteen. Exactly. Is it in the region of seven hundred jerseys? Yeah. So, for every bag. And, and this is the point. How many bags? How many yeah. jerseys can you get in one big yeah. bag? And and this is the point that I'm trying to make, and I think it's a fundamental and very important point, which is. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. People might say, hey, Sale are incredibly amateurish for not having fly-half cover. It's like, you know, the Patriots showing up with no cover for Tom Brady. That's ridiculous. But you're missing the wider point. How well organised are they as an organisation to take that much kit around around the country? <laughs> Magnificent. That's a, that's a lot of laundry. It is, isn't well, yeah. They don't often get used yeah. to 14 <laughs> shirts, you know. Yeah, there's still 14 unused Brian Mujati shirts. Yeah, I mean, what? <laughs> Brian Mujati 15, unused. <laughs> Brian Mujati 14, unused. Brian Mujati 3 wasn't used very much. <laughs> <laughs> still box fresh. <laughs> is, there another, is there another club in the Premiership that would show up to a game without 10 cover, knowing that their, t- knowing that their ten, 10 was injured? So is uh, Sam James not playing or on the bench? Um, well, Sam James would have filmed in, I guess, but they decided to move one of the best scrum halves in the league to 10. So that's 
ludicrous. They got rid of Dan Mugford last year. I'm not saying Dan Mugford is, you know, the 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 key to this, but he is good good backup project project fly half that they're working with. Kicked nine out of ten goals this week. Yeah, in, that in that could be useful, maybe. Plymouth, in Plymouth Albion's yeah. win against Fylde. Yeah. But you know, I'm just saying, why not take an Academy ten? No one else would do this. <laughs> so anyway, that's uh that that is my mm. breakdown of Saracens versus Sale. Yeah. Oh, and Mario Toji's very fast. Yeah, this I've never, I don't think I've ever seen Mario open open up like that. It was a uh, pretty impressive. For, for a long long men are, are quite often deceptively quick, aren't they? When they get going, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. that's always that that that's always the case. Like big second rows on a gallop. Once mm. they get up ahead of steam, very hard. Oh, to yeah. Um, so I think we Th- do- that's the talking points from that game. The kit is the biggest talking point. Uh, the other Saturday afternoon game was fascinating. The um, the televised Quins versus Leicester. Quins versus Leicester. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean so to ding the bell then. We said last week. Oh, what- sorry. One last thing. More Cell Sharks news came out today. I think got a little text here. Um, read into this whatever you want. Text, uh, text as in like you, you've signed up to the to the automatic mailing list <laughs> as a, as a fan. Is this, no, is this, no, is this no. like a service that, a- that signed up club members and fans get? Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, no, it is from, I think it's from, it looks like it's from the mail, actually. Sale have an audacious bid for Sonny Bill Williams turned down. They apparently bid for an immediate move, and now two other teams in the Premiership are bidding for him. Mm. When you say it was turned down, was that that... Sonny Bill said no. Sonny Bill went, hey, yeah, l- let me talk about that, bro. Like, and then threw his phone in his show me a picture pool. of the Show me a picture of the stadium on a Mitch day. <laughs> uh, no. With lots of fans superimposed. Um, <laughs> there was one time that's, when... That's what you do. There was one time when uh, Nottingham... Uh, it was a PR stunt for a company that, that had... Ex- I remember this. ...had extras. That, that, so it was a PR stunt for a company that um, made extras fake extras for films and stuff so when there's a big crowd scene they made these like plastic mannequin crowds yeah and so nottingham rugby club who were in meadow lane yeah who had like three thousand four thousand fans in meadow lane filled one of the ends that was empty with mannequins for for (laughs) amazing (laughs) amazing so sale get on it Yes, yeah, so Sonny Bill apparently was uh, offered a contract. At eight, at, mind you, it's one thing to offer Sonny Bill a contract; it's another one for him to accept it. I mean, we could offer him a contract to be the fourth, egg, like the fourth egg chaser. It's not going to happen. Let's do it. Um, yeah, Sonny well, yeah. Bill. I'll draft one tonight. Sonny Bill, this is this is an, a, a formal offer from egg chasers. Come and be the fourth wheel on the podcast. Yeah, we, you, we can pay you even less than Sale can. Yeah, well, I, Sale would be offering some big money. <laughs> They're like, probably. To what end? A centre. I mean, a Sunny Bill. Don't get me wrong. It's going to be better than Addison, Jennings, James, whatever. But that's well, not that's not an area of need. Calm down, mate. Jennings has done, done pretty well. Oh, no, 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 no. He's better than he, those players. That's all yeah. I said. Well, I, and uh, as I said, it's not it's, it's not the area of need in that side. No, but. you're absolutely right. I think their main concern isn't it, isn't it to bring in players to fill the stands. That's their main concern. And that yeah, would probably work. He would be a pretty big draw. I, I, There's not many I, bigger names in world rugby, are there? The thought of seeing uh, an inc- that specimen in some age nine shorts yeah. uh, would potentially make me brave Od- the traffic. Odd? <laughs> odd? <laughs> um, yeah, I just wonder. Oh, do you know yeah, that, that did sound odd. Yes. I, did, I didn't mean <laughs> it to sound as odd as it did. Okay. Just a, <laughs> just a whopping specimen. Just what a player. Uh, I wonder as well... It, 
with him being such a massive name in both codes going to sale, that'd be, that could be a huge draw. That's a good point, actually. You'd get a few you know, Wigan Rugby League fans. Begrudging, begrudging Warrington fans coming over to watch that sort of thing. Kick clap, kick clap. <laughs> yeah, whinging <laughs> continually. Uh, yeah, so that would be quite good. Sonny Bill coming to a club near you. The bottom of the table sale are ninth, uh, 10th. London Irish are 11th and looking like that opening day might have been the exception rather than yeah. the rule. I've got to say, of the bottom three clubs, the one that's impressed me the most so far has been Worcester. They've got real fight about them. And they've got some quality. Well, I'm not sure I agree with you on that. Well, they, they if you look at the Wasps game, they really pushed Wasps right right until the end. And similar as well for um, for Gloucester. They had a horrible opening 17. Did you go to that game? Were you, yeah. you working it? Yeah. Horrible opening 17. But after that, they just, they just carried on. So I'm not as down on them as maybe their results suggest I should be. I am concerned. Yeah, I'm concerned. I, they will significantly improve when Huhard comes in, mm. but they will get a bounce for a, a few games. What, what's and the then act- they're probably back to what's the actor, the Hollywood actor that kind of has a who ha as a as like his thing. Don't know, mate. <laughs> someone know. will know. You're asking every, every time someone says who hard, I think of this Hoo-ha. actor. I think of Derek Hugard. No. <laughs> Um, who, who is mm. no, sorry, mate. Never wrong mind. guy. Someone will know. What I don't know anything about, about pop, pop, pop culture. At rugby podcast, podcast. Who's I, that? I am. I'm probably. Oh, is Al Pacino? Is it? Yeah. In what film? Hold on. Or just any film? Is it in Scent of a Woman? I'm what? just looking at this clip. Ah, uh, never seen it. So this is Al Pacino. <laughs> there you go. Hey, that's what I'm talking <laughs> hey, about. Hey, send me that. We'll, uh, we'll use it as a drop every time <laughs> yeah, that we have. Yeah, I knew. About, um, a, a, a Worcester <laughs> scrum off. What was that? Don't let that bit. This is a... <laughs> Come on, do another hoo ha. That was stupid. Okay. So, so I'll do it one more time. Derek. Hoo ha! <laughs> 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 All right, cool, we'll have that. <laughs> uh, any more games you want to talk, talk about for the Premiership? Yeah, yeah, the Saturday afternoon televised game. So, Quinn's hosting. Oh. So, How very Quins of Quins. So Quins, outstandingly Quins. Quins had a phenomenal win last week against Worcester, uh, against against Wasps in Coventry. They're hosting the all-out-of-sorts Leicester Tigers who are hit by injuries. They're not playing well. They've got new combinations together. This should be a slam dunk of a home win for Harlequins. Well, that's what happened, isn't it? Except it's Harlequins oh. and they ended up losing. What was a pretty good game, but just the number of... The number of errors and the number of penalties by Harlequins was what cost them. They're such a bizarre team, aren't they? I mean, they do have genuine star power. Oh, they've um, got some some brilliant runners, some quality players, some great forwards. They've also, and this is a little call out to John Kingston, you also have Tim Visser, don't forget. <laughs> I've, I, I, I drafted him in my fantasy rugby team and you are killing me at the minute. He was your second draft as well, wasn't My he? My second pick. Wow. Tim Visser. You are killing me, John Kingston. And he's not Davis. played a minute. He hasn't played a minute of rugby yet. I, I've heard Alofa Alofa is going to slot in now that Charlie oh, Walker's no. injured as well. Yeah, well, it looks like it. Yeah, I've yeah. heard that as well. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, you're right. They've, they've got they've got quality all over the place, but um, very quins. Although, although, although there's, there's one thing which has sort of gone under the radar as a talking point, potentially, but I think... I don't know whether you would call this gamesmanship or willingly kind of bending the rules or dishonesty. I don't Ooh. know. I don't know where you draw the line, but 
So, both um, two guys were yellow carded. Yep. Uh, two props were sent to the bin. And then Leicester straight away changed Harry Thacker for Tom Young's. I think, okay. they, I think they said injury or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, no. No, they, they just changed Harry Thacker. Yeah. Then as soon as it went back to 15 men, Harry Thacker went down with, an, with like, oh, my, 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 I've got a dead leg. Oh, my leg hurts. He came off injured. Mm-hmm. Then Tom Youngs went down injured, and Harry Thacker was was okay again and went back on. That's this good. Is, good, good, good physioing. This is like the uh, French uh, head injury assessment. So can we switches. just yeah? Can we just accept now that we have interchanges for <laughs> for front rows? We don't have interchanges no. for front rows. No, no, but we do, don't well, we? we? I mean, we, 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 we came on off today. He he did. Go, so you have them for injuries. Yeah, but I mean to yeah, keep so the game going. All we need to do is say I'm injured, sir. Yeah, but so if someone goes off injured, then they can't they you, can't come back you on. You can't come back on. But Harry so Thacker did. If yeah. you change so you for a tactical, so if yeah. you change for a tactical, and the player who comes on gets injured, then you can bring back a tactical. Well, correct. So, so I, I don't you, think Harry Thacker was allowed back on in the end. I think they changed it, but the kind of uh, I can't remember exactly what happened. But I think then I think the coaches were kind of saying, "Oh, was, oh yeah, it was just a mistake, just a mistake." So you, what you, you is you change your front row on block tactically before the half. Then twenty minutes in the second half, you bring them off on block with with injuries, and bring on the originals because that's pretty much what is going on now. Uh, I don't think it's quite that blatant. It's not. But it's it's it. I think it is only really used when people get get knocks. Apart not from always, mate. apart from managing. Uh, yellow cards. Well, well yeah, we're managing yellow managing cards. Yellow or cards. in this case, when you have someone who is an incredible broken field player, and when there's 14 men on the field and there's more holes, quick get Harry Thacker on because he can exploit the extra space that you have from being 14 versus 14. Uh, and then potentially you might you, you might well take the view he's not our scrum creaks a little bit when he's in at hooker. Yeah. We're back to 15. Let's get Tom Youngs back in there. Yeah, I think that's reasonable assessment. But yeah, but you can't you you shouldn't be able to. So again, it's that whole like go down. Um, I'm not suggesting this happened, by the way. I don't. I'm sure, <laughs> but um, you shouldn't be able to tactically replace a tactical tactically replace player. So you yes, you're you're you? getting these kind of oh I got a knock you, now. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, the laws say you can't, but they do. And so just just open it up for you know, front row um, rolling subs. No, the problem with that is just. Like like Flat said the other week, you Ring want you want you want your you want your front row to be tired. You yeah, want ga- you want guys yeah. who are out on the feet out there because that's when the gaps happen. I, I agree with that, but and you just get bigger men. Yeah, I, agree with, I agree with men. everything you're saying, right? But as long as you don't change that rule, all that's going to happen are the teams just break, break break that rule or treat it with a little well more than a little bit of disregard. Uh, I've got something that I would like to just briefly bring to the table. Okay. Um, what player scored a try mm-hmm. for Bordeaux Bagel oh, at the weekend? I, I know I know the answer to this. And I'll tell you after you tell everyone about Cornerstone. Yes, <laughs> I will. Uh, you hear us talking about Cornerstone every now and again. And we have had a few tweets this week from people saying, I finally caved in. And Good I'm really you. and I'm really glad I did. Uh so yeah. Uh, in fact, Find the, go to Twitter, Phil, and find the name of the person that sent us, uh, yeah. showed us their shaft. So, Cornerstone is a mail-order razor company. You get wonderful razor paraphernalia to have your 
f- face as smooth as you can imagine, the best shave you can get, we believe. And there have been some industry tests and stuff and awards where Cornerstone have shown up better than many other brands that you can get hold of. So if you want a Cornerstone razor in a beautiful presentation box, you can get that for a really good price. What is more, because you listen to us, and you get a discount and you get a free aluminium engraved shaft uh, which you could have your initials on it or in the case of the tweet we got egg which you know game on and that links in nicely to the code you need to use in order to get this so to get this for just four quid four quid half a dozen razors a free aluminium engraved shaft with your initials and no obligation to continue it's a total no-brainer four quid we think you'll love it and want to carry on Give it a try. Cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers. Cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers or egg 10 at checkout. There you go. So, um, no, I don't. I have no idea. Um, who scored? The, the, there's, there was a player who was a premiership winger last year and I had no idea he was playing for Bordeaux. Premiership, premiership winger, winger last year. At Sale Sharks. Playing for for Bordeaux and scoring in an absolute hammering of Montpellier wow yeah Nev Edwards oh awesome did he <laughs> yeah. good wow. lad Danny, Danny Cipriani <laughs> <laughs> my mate Nev killing it good lad <laughs> Nev <laughs> Nev's great chocolate uh, yeah amazing news I know I, I, I saw the name and went that can't be N Edwards that can't be never is Neville Edwards the it, a few years ago he was play he was a uh, and who gave him a the personal d- trainer playing for Rosslyn Park and who gave him the try assist uh, Adam Ashley Cooper or oh how on Bordell yeah or Jean Baptiste Serrat <laughs> I don't know it's an incredible guys that he's playing with isn't it, it yeah go. good for him oh well, he could have been his mate Vadim Kovalash Ah. And maybe they've got Nev Edwards so that because they're thinking next year we can get sippers. Ah. That, is a, that is a clever ploy. How to catch a predator. Sippers. <laughs> <laughs> the toughest of prey. <laughs> well, apparently he's on his way next year. Well, his contract is up. Really? Although, I, I, well, I what, what, well the, the, the rumours have been surrounding Lazowski going back to Wasps to get to be first choice. So, and Sip, not a bad option. And Sip has been moved along. So, just to talk about Lazowski, apparently the reason he's at Saracens is not rugby related. Well, it is, it's ace there. Um, but it's more to do with the fact he didn't want to move, move from London. Okay. So, he, Coventry for him, not keen. Um, I think Wasps are going to appreciate Danny Cipriani a lot more now he's, now, now he's not there. So, that will probably be the biggest thing to offer him a new contract, regardless of what people make of him. I think you might be right because when I watch him, he doesn't. So he doesn't actually do that much, but he creates stuff yeah. for everyone around him. And it's yeah. only really recently I've actually started to appreciate. He that. gets a lot of stick for the things that aren't his strengths, like his defence and stuff. However, yeah. that that's a ve- I, that that feels to me like a very British mentality. Let's knock the the bit that isn't as good rather than celebrating the yeah, bit that yeah. is well, unlike just, anyone else. He's just incredibly waspy. Isn't he? I don't mean you know, white <laughs> Anglo-Saxon, uh, Anglo-Saxon pro- uh, Protestant. I mean, like he's very good going forward. He's a great individual talent, kind of like um, Christian Wade, just not really good under pressure. In fact, that's a good thing, right? So let's let's pick the, the, the some examples of the player that are very like Danny Cipriani, very waspy. Mark Wilson, very Newcastle-y. Yeah, yeah, that's hard, a good one. gritty, uh, tough. Don Armand. 
Don Armand, very Exeter-y. Yeah. Don Armand's a perfect example. How about uh, players that are nothing like the club that they club that they play for? Um. Hmm. So uh, you know, I would uh, Joe Launchbury, not that, not that yeah, last yeah. Um, Faf de Klerk, not very Steve Diamondy. <laughs> This is no. true. At well, all. Fa- Faf and James O'Connor. Yeah. They, yeah. Completely, completely unsale. Henry Trind is very Gloucester-y. Mm. Like, yeah. prone to breakdown. I don't, like, yeah. with his body, has let him down in the past. But it's, uh, it's always going to be Sensational when it works. Always going to be next year for Trinder. It always feels like Gloucester have got like, a legion, or have had legions of some of the most talented players in the Premiership who just can't get fit. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a pretty good one, actually. Is there anyone... Because Saracens are so defined by the Wolfpack, the team mentality. Is there anyone Brad there Barrett. Who, who's not? Yeah, Brad Barrett oh, perfectly like perfect. de- defines them. He's very Saracen-y. Yeah, like Scout Berger, perfectly. De- and Scout Brits. Yeah. Uh, uh, I would probably say Mike Ellery. <laughs> He's so on the <laughs> periphery. Like. Uh, <laughs> you might as well say they're kind of junior physio. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. David Morgan, who? Junior physio. <laughs> First year intern. Yeah. Mm. That's quite it's quite, it's, that's quite I think I think everyone fits in everyone who's playing. Maybe maybe Will Skelton doesn't fit into that Saracens. Yeah, that's right. Did anyone see the Saracens A team that went up against Gloucester United? Oh, with Skelton and Tulafua. Yeah. Both playing. Uh, there's like three names of just ginormous humans that that were playing. <laughs> against kids, you know. <laughs> Kids from Gloucester. God, their squad. How do they get? How do they how fit do they it all in? All? How do they fit it all in the I salary I just cap? don't know. I just don't know. Uh, it'd be interesting to find out one of these days. Uh, right. Okay. Um, I think this uh, podcast, in terms of current rugby, has run out of steam. Let's well, do ne- next, next. Just before, just before we do, Tim, you mentioned uh, someone playing in France. Yeah. I also want to mention someone playing in France. Uh, he's a chap called Ali Verity. Racker. Right, okay. Have you heard of him? Uh, is he Fijian or something? He is Fijian. He's a t- Ooh, he's, yes, okay. He, so he is, he is a 22-year-old Fijian winger. Fijian winger? Well, he's a 22-year-old winger of Fijian descent. And Fijian birth. Okay. Uh, and Fijian upbringing. But it's presumably... Who is currently playing for Claremont and... He in his last three games, including a game against Toulon and a game against Racing Metro, he scored five tries, beaten eighteen defenders, and made more than three hundred meters. That's amazing! Wow, he is so. Look at Fiji some of the highlights. Be delighted about this. Look at some of the highlights. He is good for Fiji. Yeah. They've got they've he got a promising the superstar. Now this is going to be a real test of the, the French mentality and French honesty. Because they Ooh, said last year, famous French honesty. Famous French. So they said last year that they are no their days of picking Vakatawa and Nogunaka Tassi and Scott Spading, Tony Marsh, and Uini Antonio and and Rory Cocotte. Rory, exactly. All of these, but they're honestly, guys, those days are done. Yeah, but to be fair, did any of those guys have three hundred meters in four games? Three games. Three. Uh, yes. Three five, games. Five then. tries in three games. Did any of those guys do that? No. Well, then it's unfair to hold him to that different standard. I, I think maybe you're right. So I can't wait to see. So currently he's not capped by anyone. He <laughs> The temptation. He, he's been in Claremont's Academy since 2014. So under the world current World Rugby rules and regulations, he would be available for selection for France. 
it will be very interesting to see whether they can resist temptation. They said, so he's been living in France for three and a half years? Something like that, yeah. So it's only another year and a half and he can legitimately get a French passport unless they <laughs> hurry it through. And that's the oh, criteria yeah. that they said, you have to be a French passport holder. Well, yeah. but I would like that to be the rule, by the way. I don't but care. As I've said Fight, before. Yeah. Law. I, I would like that to be I'm the fine. law. I'm fine with I'm fine with that. I mean, I, I'm not fine with that, actually. I'm not fine with this young man not being able to earn the most money he possibly can. But, on the other hand, I can't wait to see the see, see the see the French hypocrisy. So I hope that they pick him. So <laughs> how is Eddie Butler going to pronounce Aliverity Raka? Well, I think so, you're the man for this. Aliverity Raka. 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 Yeah, it'll roll the R on it. Raka. Raka. Yeah. Hmm, good. I'm, I'll keep an eye out for him. I've not seen him. So he's, he's like, is, is he in the back three with Benders? Uh, yeah. Benders, Racker, and Stretz has been playing. Spedding. Oh, nice. Yeah, they've got some some good options. That could um, be that could be the tw- 2019 World Cup he, French back yeah. three right there. Benders, Stretz, and uh, Racker. Ferns keep, at eight. Keep your eye out for him. <laughs> if you, if you can if you if you catch the uh, the try he scored against Racing this weekend, it is something special. Mm, I will do. I'm, I'm going to look for that now, Phil. Mm. Uh, whilst you look for that, uh, why don't you bring up next next week's fixtures, Phil? On oh, it. Actually, before you do that, do on you want to you tell me who I've got to send 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 a tie to? Uh, how am I going to determine this? So, just so you know, uh, we've moved our podcast to nine o'clock, so everyone can watch the Channel Five highlights with David Flatman on TV, and then you can instantly go on to. Facebook Live and watch us providing the Mevo works, which it ne- which it never does. <laughs> so you might be able to watch us, yeah. but you can't hear. Oh, us. sorry, I can't turn it down. The one where he catches it above the wing, other winger. No. Is this last season? I think that might be either last week's. Mm. I mean, he scored five tries in the last three games, so I can't be responsible for all of them. Oh, he's he's a big old unit as well, isn't he? He's only listed so right. He's listed at like ninety kg, which must have been his academy weight. He's not ninety kg now. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's got he's got a little something about him. Anyway, point I was trying I, I I was trying to make before YouTube ca- uh, came came on. Oh, sorry. Oh goodness me. Go on. Um, is if you retweet our our feed our Facebook Live feed before we go on air, we'll put you into a little draw, and if you win this little draw, I will send you an egg chaser tie. Not that I've covered it off with the other two, but that is the that is the idea. Deal. So uh, this week's winner is. Uh, Matt's cams. Oh, his footwork. Sorry, I was just watching the try against Talon. So, Fijian footwork. Sorry, JB. Matt Cams. Yes, you're quite right. So we, but we're, we're deliberately doing this at the end of the podcast to yeah. reward people that stick with us and stay to the end and aren't just uh, show and go. So uh, yeah. So we, we also said retweeting the Twitter link to the podcast for this episode. Yeah. Or alternatively, as JB says, or share it on Facebook. Sharing, yeah. sharing it on Facebook is great. So uh, yeah, Matt Cams is uh, this week's winner. I will, uh, if you get, get get in contact with us, send us your address. We will send you a lovely egg chasers tie you know in what, the post. Do you know what? Ah, uh, do you know what we should we should potentially do as well? Go on. Uh, we'll, we'll talk. We'll maybe talk about this a little bit. We should get some potential stash that people could win that we're willing to give away from the rugby dungeon. And those should be the shirts that we hang up, or that should be the stuff that we hang up we might pick one of the things but we could say it's like you're going to get one of the things that we're hanging in the background mm. of the rugby dungeon so, oh, you, can, oh. so you can see the that goods we have to take down all the valuable stuff though. 
Yeah, well, yeah, like yeah. that Japan shirt, which yeah, was the the, the Rugby World Cup Japan shirt, which is one of the most beautiful bits of stash ever, and that is the last one that Canterbury had because yeah. they completely sold out. Yeah. So Matt Cam's getting getting contact, please, and I'll send you your tie. That that England Rugby World Cup 2015 signed by Chris Robshaw is probably and, worthless. Yeah, that, yeah. That one, is it? <laughs> I mean, that's the one that JB wore live in studio when we were in the XFM studios after being on a train after being sweating down yep. walking around London for like 12 hours <laughs> yeah it was, uh, I think it, I think it actually might be worthless yeah it, it could well be but it's one of those things it's like it's so bad it might be worth something it's so historic <laughs> in like what it means do you remember when yeah yeah and, um, we back ourselves at home <laughs> oh, we always back ourselves at home we always back ourselves at home oh I felt so sorry for him by that one I know so, oh, and just at least at the very least not thinking now if we get knocked out Let's have another version of that advert that we can Sometimes just... Sometimes we back ourselves we can, at home. We, we, we yeah. can go straight away. Yeah. yeah. Occasionally we do all right at home. <laughs> uh, We've won a couple of games at home, guys. Right. Get your fixtures up, please, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Fixtures, fixtures, fixtures. So we're back. we must have more rugby championship matches this weekend after the off the off week. We do. So... So who, who are South Africa going to get smashed by this week? Well, South Africa are back at home. Mm-hmm. This will be an interesting game, so... They host Australia. Yep. The last game in Australia was a draw, 23-all. So... It's such a shame that this is not a competitive competition. It's not, is it? No. Well, it it's, really it's ruins New Zealand, it. and then there's a handful, a sprinkling of competitive games elsewhere. New yeah. Zealand just win everything comfortably. Well, they had a little sprite from Australia, in fairness, at home. Uh, they Yeah, they conceded 19 points. They were 19 points down. Yeah. Uh, but then ended up winning. So actually, it was quite easy for him if you think about it like that. Well, yeah, it it was never actually, it was never easy because it was only the last few minutes because the, the four tries in the last few minutes. Yeah, yeah. So a brilliant game. I, that, I tell you what, I would not like to be New Zealand or Australia. I mean, I, I think Australia are going to get the brunt of it actually, but the next team to play South Africa are going to get battered. <laughs> I mean, I like just hammered. Uh, and that it, that will only add that will only pour petrol on the flames of any Hansi Cronje esque escapades in the last match suggestions, which I don't. Obviously, I'm not su- accusing them of. Exactly. Um, so I can't see I can't see this frag- this mentally weak and fragile Australian team going over to South Africa. Who kind of had there are some green shoots there. They did have a bad loss, but they were playing the All Blacks at home. I, I think South Africa win, but I don't know by how much. Mm. I think South Africa will I win. I think they will win as well. But I think it's going to be very close. I think I think South Africa by three points. South Africa by ten, I'd say. South Africa by ten, okay. Tim? South Africa by two scores. Ooh, two okay. scores. Ooh. Which is what I said um, Exeter would win by, and they won by 14 points, by the way. Mm. There you go. What did I say by Exeter? Ten points, maybe? Something like that? Anyway. Yeah, I think I... Yeah. Uh, it, um, ma- it matters not. Uh, and the other one, obviously, is... Argentina versus New Zealand. In Argentina? In Argentina. All backs by 30. Oh, uh, just just jumping back briefly, we didn't mention Bateman's try. I think oh, yeah. when a prop does a step and go and gasses it to the try line, it needs to just be mentioned at least. It does. And Paul Millam on Twitter says, uh, it might be a bit cruel, but my son just described Bateman's try as... Nice to see Paul Blart doing well in his new career. Who is that? The mall cop. 
film. <laughs> uh, pop culture reference. I'm never going to get it. Very good. Mm. Uh, um, yeah, and not only not any old prop as well. Bateman is a real prop. <laughs> He's an old school prop. Very isn't he? proppy. Well, he plays hooker as well. Does he? Yeah. Oh, there you are. That, that, that is old school. He, he's one of those old school props with just no neck. So yeah. when Ashley Johnson renegotiates his contract, okay, does he renegotiate for hooker money or does he re- renegotiate for number six money? Or hooker money and number six money. Does he take the average of, of, of the two? And that's a serious question. Well, does he not take uh, kind of three quarters of one and three quarters of the other? Huh? As in... Oh, hooker. So it's like, yeah... Sixty percent of hooker money and sixty percent of flat, uh, number six money, because of the versatility. Yeah, the versatility premium. Yeah, because surely if you take if one's higher and one's lower, if you take the average of the two, mm. it, it's as if you're worse, but you're actually better than the more Very expensive good, one. Good, Phil. You can be my agent anytime. I oh, like it. Okay. So, like Tim can do radio and TV now. Exactly. So, are you charging a twenty percent premium? And if uh, if not, why not? And why aren't you why, why aren't you talking to Phil? <laughs> yeah, Phil, sort me out, please. <laughs> Double threat. Uh, I'm podcast triple threat. Triple Tim. threat. My I'm, uh, my radio contract's up in uh, a number of months' time, so um, I can represent you too. You can represent me on that. Phil can do contracts. Uh, and and also <laughs> just just on on Twitter, people have been getting in touch um, in the very recent moments. Um, Ryan just said, "Hope you're going to chat about Don Armand." Yes, listen back to the podcast we did. Yeah. Uh, the cheaters. Yes, we did. And he also says, I hope you're going to talk about the Treviso 10 who wears a ski mask. Uh, we haven't done... A few people have mentioned this. I don't. He's Irish, is he not? Yeah. I don't really want to go into too much detail because uh, he lost certainly the sight in one of his eyes in a game for... Uh, is it Connacht Boy? Leinster, no, I think it's Leinster Boy, Ian, yeah. Ian McKinley. That's him. So, yeah, he does now wear goggles um, in order to protect the sight in his other eye. It sounds a, like a really it's good, a, it's positive a, yeah, story. it's a great positive story. And yeah, interesting that a few people have been saying uh, the Treviso 10 that wears ski, uh, ski goggles. So hmm. hopefully correct a few of those people. Exactly. Um, right, more more predictions. What What's happening in the Pro 12, 12 this week? Pro 14. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Cheetahs... And Ospreys, yeah. So the Cheetahs are still at home. Mm-hmm. Well, they're so, gonna win at home. Here. So they host Ospreys, who just <sighs> I, nothing would surprise me with this league. So, yeah, give me Cheetahs at home. Cheetahs. Now this is so UK time, British summer time. This is four p.m. on a Friday. Perfect. Early kickoff. Hang on, that was terrible. Yeah, it's not great. No, but... that well, it depends what industry you work in. Because I can say that working in the radio industry. Everyone has off-site meetings on a Friday afternoon. Yeah. Ah. yeah. Well, I can tell you this much. It means I can record that, watch it, and then go to Sale Gloucester. Boom. I'll watch two <laughs> two games before Friday night. So. Oh, Sale maybe, Gloucester. Maybe even a third if there's an actual Pro, Pro 14 game on uh, afterwards. No, so, Sale I'm, Gloucester could be horrible or amazing. I'm going with amazing. It's not going to be average. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a it's gonna be a minger of a game or a or a belter. In it, so if the weather's bad, it will be awful. If the weather's good, it might actually there might be some good sparkling attractive rugby. There particularly be. particularly if Trinda Pro Forty. Yeah, <laughs> Pro Forty. Yeah. JB just brings it back to sale. How? Every it was, time I did that time, to be fair. <laughs> oh no, 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 you mentioned yes. Sale Gloucester. Anyway, so <laughs> I wonder if the Jets are playing tomorrow. <laughs> uh so cheaters at home. Then I think this is going to be one-sided. Glasgow host Benetton Treviso. Uh-huh. 
Glasgow, who were very impressive against yeah, Munster. took them apart. Yeah, very, very impressive. You've got a feeling that that result's been coming for a while, actually. They've been targeting that, uh, that game. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, that would be very Glasgow-y to, be, to, to smash Munster now and then in April, when it really matters, lose. <laughs> no, but they did, they did beat Leinster, didn't they, in, in, in a, pro, a Pro 12 final. So Yeah, they true. Have, they have done it. Um, so we're all saying Glasgow. Yep. Then, no, I was only referring to the, yeah. The, I suppose last year Glasgow just sort of fell away, didn't they? Yeah. After looking brilliant up until the quarterfinals of the European Cup. Exactly, anyway, then Leinster host Edinburgh, which will be Leinster getting back on the horse. And yeah, winning. and it's what was looking great for Edinburgh is now creaking. Yep. Uh, Scarlets host Connacht. Connacht who lost at home to Cardiff. Yeah. Did they? Yeah. So Scarlets all the way for that one. Then Munster Cardiff. Okay. Monster, big reaction. Zebra, fresh off their forty nil away, oh, sorry, forty Southern point away win, win uh, host the mighty unbeaten Ulster, who Except Ulster did score some Ulster very nice tries. Delicious, they do. They, they've had. They, I, I have to say, they've had slightly easier fixtures, albeit they did well, beat Scarlets at home. I mean, yeah, yeah. And Leah Leofano, it seems like a great signing. And that back three is actually looking good. Stockdale's looking the business. Yeah, and uh, what, one of the positions that they've been struggling in uh, is number eight, just because of the injuries to Daysell and Kurt Sear. Uh, they had a young lad who they got from Leinster schools, he was, uh, Timoni, Timoni um, who scored two tries. Timani. Not Timani, <laughs> not Joe Timani, um, who looked good. And Hendo's back as well. So you've got an extra boy carrying. So doing well. Proper should decent. should be I we have we have uh slipped up against Zebra away uh, in the past. So hopefully not it this. Should time. be a pride night. Hopefully. Um then Dragons host the Southern Kings, which Ugh, is beat down. As well it's as bad a game as I can possibly think. Yeah. In uh, the pro ranks, there really aren't that many worse, are there? Yeah. No, I mean, that... Southern Kings versus um, Zebra this week was pretty down there. But Zebra's away win made it into like a, a brilliant spectacle. I guess so. so. I might rewatch that game to see it. I might rewatch the last, say, I'm, I'm going to watch the first five minutes and the last five minutes. No, do you know what? Watch Dragons v Southern Kings just to appreciate that we get to see it's like sometimes you know you know what i mean when you like yeah. if you yeah, just like, if you like, just eat truffles all day you'll 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 or kind eat, of like eat oysters you'll just every meal yeah so you won't appreciate it so that's yeah. why uh jb occasionally gorges out on a two big mac meals just yeah. because it makes everything else taste so much more walk, delicious walk a mile in someone else's shoes it's very wise that tim yeah yeah so, have, yeah. have some rugby turkey Twizzler. Yeah, I, I just want to see the zebra players like running over the line and then being confused what they do with the ball, and, you know, having to clarify the, the laws of the ref. Do I kick it over the sticks or underneath a, underneath that ball? What what goes on now? It must be bizarre. For that. It, it, someone hands them the champagne at, at, at the end. Well, why? What would I? Who, who, who am I serving this to? <laughs> do I? Oh, I saw Jonathan Joseph's Instagram. Do I just pour this on the floor? <laughs> Complete bewilderment as to, as to what's going on. So I, I, that's probably worth, well worth watching. Right, that's Pro 14. So, Premiership. 
<laughs> the Pro Avicii. 14. What a ringing endorsement of Pro 14. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure our reviews are going to be spot on, though, from the Pro, Pro 14 fans. <laughs> yeah, we definitely won't get any criticism from the Pro 14 fans. So, um, anyway. Why, why don't you um, list the, um, the games and then we'll decide which is going to be Game of the Week. I'll tell you which is going to be Game of the Week. Okay, then. Rather than list them all, and I'll save it till the end. All right, so... I know which one you're thinking. Go on. So, sale gloss. <laughs> why? I don't see why. I don't see why. It's no. So Friday night, three games. Uh, Newcastle host London Irish. I think this could be a big win for Newcastle. Yeah. I think this will be thirty forty point mm. win for Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree, but I also can see London Irish doing better than you expect because they'll be targeting this game and they'll believe this is one of the ones that they can win. They will do, but so, I think. Newcastle will forcefully uh, dissuade them of that belief. Yes, probably right. Then Worcester host Saracens. Ugh. Next. Ugh. Uh, Worcester host Saracens. Yeah. That will be a, a game with, I'm going to say, two scores. Saracens will go, go up early. They'll, it'll be fairly tight, and then Saracens will get the extra score at the end to make it, two, uh, to, to make it a two-score win. It won't be... Saracens are going to be stretched think. in that back row a little bit. Yeah. It's not... It yeah. like, oh, it's, it's, it's just put prize-winning Marrow into the back row. Yeah. You can But do. then I bet they weren't... Hope that, I bet they were expecting not to play him quite as much as they are. Mm. Yeah, probably. You've got, Callum, you've got in... Callum Clark as well that can come in. Yeah, Callum Clark's just come back. You've got Scalkberger. You've got Michael Rhodes, although he mm. dropped out last minute of the this week's game. Mm. Mm. And obviously Jackson Ray. We'll be I would say it's not, it's not going to be that much difference in it. Maybe they will. Yeah. So comfortable for Saracens. Then Sale Gloucester, which we've already kind of touched yeah, on. Let's talk about that one. Uh, I think... Sale will win this. I think Gloucester. So, uh, no, you know I, what, I like, like the look of Gloucester at the moment. It's such a mess having Faf de Klerk play, you know, spending all his money on a nine and playing him at ten. When's, when's James O'Connor fit? <laughs> Got to be any day now. He okay. is running and stuff, so... Um, just, I'm not glad that he's not a Premiership ten. I, I well, I don't disagree with you, but then we don't know, do we? And this is the, I mean, that, what a way to spend your money. You don't, you don't know. Yeah. So if you're going to spend that money and you want a ten, if you're going to spend that money and you want James O'Connor, that's great. If you're going to spend that money and you want a ten, go buy a ten. See, I almost think so. What you mentioned before about Sonny Bill and the star power. Yeah. I almost think they've got him because he's a bit of star power, as in. They th- so he's forty times capped for Australia. Played at Toulon. Um, I think they've bought him because they think he will attract people rather than because he doesn't f- particularly fit into any of the positions on the their team. I don't think he's an out and out ten. No, nope. he's probably best as a twelve. But do you think he's best? I'd play him at fifteen. Uh, possibly. I really rate Mike Haley. Mm, not at the moment. I think, I think he's not playing great at the moment. You're right, but. They, you don't buy a player because your good long-term young English fullback is having a slightly damp down patch. Do you? Yeah, I think my head has been down for about twelve months now, to be honest. Okay, uh, but here you go. Gloucester might struggle with the physicality of of, of the cell pack, particularly at home. That's where they're sort of weak. Um, yeah, so I think Sale will win this. Give me, give me Gloucester by five points. I think Sale will win narrowly, just because it's. Um, Gloucester on the road yeah agreed Gloucester win at King's home and lose away then although can I just point out as I pointed out to Phil er, 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 earlier on 
has the Johnny May move worked out amazingly for both clubs? Because we would never have heard of Ollie Thornley if it wasn't for the Johnny May move. Well, yeah, I, who's awesome? Yeah, well, yeah, he, he had he had a solid game. I, I solid three games. Yeah, no, he's been solid. I also think he's not. He's a good. I think he's a squad player, not a first team player. Mm. I think. So I, I think you're probably right, but I think so. That's not to knock the fact he has been playing well. I don't think Gloucester were getting the most out of Johnny May. No, definitely not, because Johnny May is world class. I, I agree with you now. Consistently, consistently world class every, every every time he touches the ball. Even when he was playing at Gloucester. Not so much when he was playing at <laughs> Gloucester. I, I never rated him. He, at all, he is. It, he, he is a world class. He's like the best player. Yeah, he is a world class. So no, Gloucester. What, what oh. do we mean by the phrase world class? Because I'm not having that. Well, Johnny May in a Leicester shirt. World class. <laughs> world class means you would get into a world 15 for me. No, or I think you would, you're in the conversation. Yeah. For, yeah, you would. You'd be in the conversation for a world 15. He wouldn't be. I I, I think. So he's he's international. Well, top on. international. If he if. Got, so I, I think he's on his form. So his form. He's currently playing better than either Watson or Daly, who are the two starting England yeah. wingers. Yeah, that's fair. So, for me, based on his form, he should be starting for England. Yeah, you find and if me... you're starting for England... Yeah, all right, fair enough. I think one further, find me a better winger on form at the moment in the British Isles. And So, so Gloucester definitely weren't getting, yeah. getting right. the most out of I'll him. I'll take it back. Leicester, so he's probably Leicester's best player this season. Leicester are not yet getting the most out of him either. Yeah. Vianney's been immense. Uh, yeah. well, are we going to talk about Vianney jumping into uh, what's his face? Uh, oh, is the Marlon Yard. Marlon Yard. I can't believe that wasn't the yellow. The I can't believe the that was silver elbow to the face. Yeah. Yeah, old elbow to the face. Let the boys play. Anyway, yeah. He he let the boys play certainly. Um yeah, Viano has been class. Did you hear um, Tuolagi's comments about at uh, 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 half time? When no. he said he got asked why, uh, or he just got asked about how well Viano was playing, and Tuolagi said uh, he's told Viano that he'll bear him a bucket of KFC if he if he keeps <laughs> playing well. So, so he is doing good. Fair play. Incentivise them. Footwork is outrageous. Yeah. Um. So the other game Saturday. Northampton versus Quinns. Northampton. Give me Northampton. Yeah. Wow. What's a turnaround? How? After that first game, they have been brilliant. Ma- ma- that first game seems to have been the shot in the arm. Just yeah. The... It was a rude awakening. I guess playing against Saracens is always going to be a rude awakening. But, but it's, it's how really... bad they looked. I mean, it's not yeah. like it was a good performance and the boys played well. They were terrible. They did improve a bit in the second half in that Saracens game. But yeah, they were still... They were miles off the pace. Lucky they didn't sack Jim Mallon, though, when I, uh, when I recommended <laughs> him to do so. If we are going on form alone, then, yeah, Johnny May in the England side. And then, obviously, um, oh, my God, it's obviously been a long podcast. I'm just brain it's farting. Been, you've done a lot of travelling today, Tim. I've done a lot of travelling, and I can't remember the You get back to us, Tim, and we'll... What team were you talking about, then? Uh, Northampton, Quinn. Northampton, oh, Courtney Law, six. Okay. Yeah, you could be right about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Portland's doing very, very well. So Northampton at home, probably by a, a score. It uh, could be a big score, this, because Quinns could just be... Mind you, Quinns could just show up there and turn them over. Yeah, well, they, they beat Wasps last week. Exactly. Yeah. Who mm. knows with Quinns, actually? Who knows with Northampton? This the, season's so weird already. I know. I the, love it. First season... I think it's the first season where every team had lost in the first three games. Yeah. Then on Sunday, Wasps host Bath. Which I think that Wasps oh, will get. 
Was will get back on the horse. Was will win. This. I tend to agree with that. Um, yeah, but Bath also badly need a win, particularly after that home loss. Then, do you want to cue the music, Jay? Uh, at three pressure, pressure. Three p.m. Here we go Here on we go. Saturday Tasty at Welford game. Road. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not that music. How, how's this happened? Oh yeah. Our Leo Vegas match of the week is. Leicester Tigers hosting the champions, Exeter Chiefs. Ooh. Tasty. Now, <laughs> my wonderful wife has said something recently. So there's been a lot of criticism over Exeter Chiefs. Are you turning into Peter Bone? I don't know who that is. Peter Bone is the MP who um, asks us a question every Prime Minister's question time. And it always starts off with, Mrs. Bone, my wife, <laughs> asked me to ask. So... There's been there's been some criticism recently of extra extra chiefs um, because of the origin of their name. Now oh, I do not I do not no let's not no, get no, into that. Yeah. I do not want to get into that. But my yeah. wife, my wonderful wife, uh, sees things a little bit differently to most people, and mm-hmm. she, she said something very interesting, which was, "Why are they not called the Exeter Chiefs? Oh, they're the okay. Exeter Chiefs. So if you have you have one chief, you have multiple chiefs. But if you have one Knife, you have multiple knives. If you have one life, you have Wives. multiple. If you have one wife, you have multiple wives. So why is oh, it not? That's... Why is it not the extra chiefs? That's a good point. Good, good <laughs> grammatical point there. So from now on, I'm going to call them the extra chiefs. And there's, I've just looked. I've just uh, the plural of uh, uh, um, someone on the internet has just posed this exact question. Um, no, actually, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not buying this. I'm going to start calling my knives knives. <laughs> In honour of the extra yeah, chief, yeah, exactly. extra chiefs, wives. <laughs> I'm going to say multiple wives. That's, that's right. Uh, I, well, going back to the name thing. Uh, no, no, I would no, like, no, 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 no. I'd like them to be called the Tin Men. I think that's a great name. <laughs> That'll I, do. I don't mind. Crack on. I'm going to. Yeah. So, so there's no. I mean, um, Manchester is a landlocked city, thirty miles from the sea, uh, and they're the sharks. Exactly, or the jets. Leicester yeah. is a place where the local wildlife <laughs> might be sparrows or the odd owl or a fox, um, yeah, exactly. like, like the Leicester foxes. I, yeah. I, do you know what? But Leicester, my... Leicester Tigers, come on, Saracens. I mean, I know that 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 was because of um, I, right, Tim. I, we have to stop this conversation because I can feel myself. Biting into, even though you've not said anything to trigger me, I certainly am triggered at this at this moment to say something. So let's let's talk about Leicester Tigers hosting Exeter Chiefs at Welford Road <laughs> at three p.m. on Saturday the thirtieth of September, and let's make people some money. Yeah, yeah money. Uh, so uh, Leicester are horribly ill-equipped, as in most people are, to deal with Exeter Chiefs. <laughs> Chiefs. Um, so. It's, if you hold on to the ball for as long as Exeter to do, and you put people through through the mill, and you're that organised, and, and you can attack from anywhere, Leicester just won't get any ball. Um, I can see Exeter beating Leicester by three scores. Wow! At home, uh, in Welford Road, at, 
yeah, I can see him getting. They're definitely going to get going to get the bonus point win. Um, the question is how many can Leicester score? I think it's going to be something like fourteen points for Leicester and twenty, at least twenty-eight to Exeter. That feels about right. Wow. Um, I think this will be close. Really, Part, I, I think it'll be close. Partly because Leicester at home. They do have a huge amount of pride. Mm-hmm. They'll be putting out a full strength team. Everyone who is available to them will be playing, and also I think their halfback or um, playmaker axis of Youngs, Ford, and Tamua is starting to come good. The the, the Ford Tamua axis looked much better mm. than it had done previously against Harlequins, and I don't know how much of that is down to Harlequins not actually playing to their potential, and how much of it is down to them just having game time and gelling. So yeah. if if Ford and if Tamua can get front football and they can unleash two of the most dangerous outside backs in the Premiership in um, in Johnny May and Toulouse Vianu, then Leicester have got a real chance. How how would you go about stopping the extra pack? Well, this is this is probably the, the bigger problem because watching Leicester's forward defence against Northampton's pack a couple of weeks ago they were so soft Mm. they were just conceding yard after yard after yard and that's the worry when Exeter get on a roll like that they're so difficult I don't know if Leicester do have the firepower up front to contain it Mm. and also Johnny May I mean we spoke in glowing terms about him going forward he's amazing so is Christian Wade you know, another game like um, Ollie Woodburn has just shepherd, shepherding because Ollie Woodburn is as quick as anyone in the Premiership, pretty much. Yeah, so he gives he's, you that defensive solidity. He's he's not as quick as Johnny May, but you don't need to be to defend. No. If you read it and you work as part of a unit, which he did perfectly against uh, Christian, yeah, Wade, he's a hard working winger. He's he's a good winger, but he's he is, solid. Yeah, he's great. He's, he's an intelligent winger as well. Yeah. It, it, that was really visible. His intelligent defence against Christian Wade meant that you nullified him but the magical some cat out of a hat that um, Vianu and Johnny May, Johnny May is what Leicester need to that they need to yeah. engineer the spaces for that to correct to, for, for that to wreak havoc I don't think they'll be able to do that often enough against Exeter Chiefs so I think Exeter will win Chiefs I think Exeter Chiefs yeah. will win I also think Exeter Chiefs will win but it will be <laughs> narrow I think 28-14 you've heard it here first you said by three scores first yeah, that's not two scores. scores. Hmm? That's two scores, isn't it? Uh, yes, yeah, so to make it 29. <laughs> uh, give me Exeter. I'm going to say 21-16 to Exeter. Five points. Tim? Or have you just done yours? Exeter by nine. I think we're done, gents. I think we are. Well, Boom. Done. We I are think done. One hour so 44. It is now four minutes to 11 on a Sunday night. And we're all uh, <laughs> visibly shattered. It's been a long weekend. So uh, watch the Facebook video, uh, share the link, and you could be in with a chance of winning some of the stash that you well that you can see on the back wall. Beautiful ties there, yep. absolutely I'll, I'll, delicious. I'm going to give a tie to the person we mentioned before, who I can't remember. Uh, and if if you share our Facebook Live video, if it's any, if it's any good, um, you, we we might do another draw for you as well. And retweet the link to uh, the podcast which will be up on monday morning retweet that in our twitter feed uh follow subscribe uh leave a review on the apple podcast store tell your mates 
And thank you very much for listening. Let the boys play. Let the boys play. And just to play us out, I just want to play this. We're playing at home. We always back ourselves at home. <laughs> ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.